0: Every team, every topic, everywhere, this is Believe.
1: On this episode of Damsels and the DMs. I think being aware of, of my surroundings and always being up for the challenge of learning things and hearing new things and taking other cultures and aspects of life in, always being learned, always being awake and, and present. I know these are really interesting, maybe vague things to say, but they, I promise you, they all add up to like when the challenge comes or when, you know, you rise to the occasion, you ain't got it, you are ready, you stay ready, you don't gotta, you don't gotta get
0: ready.
2: Please tell us what's the vibe. DMs, DMs, yeah we
1: see them, yeah we read them. DMs, DMs, we don't need them, we just
2: leave them. Please, yeah.
0: It's going down in the DMs. Bye. Welcome to another episode of Damsels in the DMs. I'm Lauren.
2: And I'm Alejandro.
0: Alejandro, please tell everybody the big news.
2: I am so excited. I wrote a 10 minute theatrical piece for the 10 minute theater festival at the Frida Kahlo Theater in Koreatown here in Los Angeles, California. And it's a story about La Lupe, who is queen of Latin soul, my goodness. Um, But I wrote this piece and it got accepted. So we'll be doing that between February and March of 2024. And I'm thrilled because La Lupe actually died on February 29th in 1992, which was when I had my first birthday on the calendar when I was born on Leap Year. And the last weekend of performances for this piece is actually going to be that same last weekend of February. And before, there's going to be. A 29 in February so it's all kind of beautifully aligned and I'm so so thrilled for the team that is going to be helping to bring it to life we have Pedro Ortiz Pedraza who's going to be directing it we have Ludovica who's going to be playing one of the main characters we have Carla who's going to be playing La Lupe and we have Teddy Alexis Rodriguez who's going to be playing um one of the main characters and Areli Araniva and her son Isai who's also going to be in it so it's a beautifully talented cast and I'm just thrilled because this is going to be my first time having written something for theater that will be brought to life.
0: This is your second writing endeavor since Defining Dodo, right?
2: Yeah, is it? Yes. Yeah, it is.
0: I don't know how you're going to pack all that into a 10-minute play. Sounds like a feature film.
2: I mean, it's definitely, I have have a feeling that it can expand into a feature-length film. But for now, I'm excited to see how words can be able to fill the the black space of theater. And it it was a really great opportunity that I had to take a writing class with Josefina Lopez, who is the author of Real Women Have Curves and who is also the author of The Queen of the Rumba, which is at Casa 101 and starring our guest today, Vivian Marie Lamoli. And I'm so thrilled that she came on. How beautiful How beautiful timing it was that we were able to see her at the Nosotros event with gloria Kellett caderon and justina machado right like huge
0: many- yes and i feel like when we met her we just knew that the energy was so aligned you know like we were like attracted to her from across the room yeah. so it was so exciting that we could actually get her on the podcast and talk about through her many theatrical successes like greece rise of the pink ladies east los high um i believe it's answer to my prayer
2: Yes, it my prayer. And her EP coming out, Viv, with all the single, well, with the four singles that she mentioned, I'm just blown away by the bright light that she brings to every performance and even to this conversation that we had with her.
0: Yeah, I 100% agree. And I am thrilled for you all to get to hear it.
2: Let's get into it. I am so excited. Thank you so much for taking time and in this busy week and this busy time frame, starring in Queen of the Roomba, which we can coach at Casa 101, written by Josefina Lopez. Thank you, Vivian. Hi. Thank you so much for joining us.
1: Thank you so much for having me, you guys. I am so grateful, and I am so, more than anything, I'm so grateful for your patience. with this this whole show schedule and flip-flopping. Y'all don't know, but I've had these ones running around like, Bib, you ready? What's up? Are we going to do this? What's going on? So I'm very, very grateful and, you know, it was so fun to hit it off with you guys at Nosotros Um, and I'm excited to
0: spill the tea. That was exactly what I was going to say. We just fell in love with you there and we were like, oh my God, you have to come be on our podcast and we've been chasing you down ever since.
1: (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> well, here we
0: are. Here we are. So, please tell us a little bit about yourself. Alejandro just mentioned your play, but tell us a little bit like how did you first get into acting, singing and dancing? You're in LA now. Walk us through the journey. Dang, we taking it back. Please do. Not be back because your
1: girl's still young. <laughs> <laughs> um, no, so I've been in LA. It's about to be a decade actually. Um, which is really exciting. You know, I, I'm from Miami, Florida, so I'm a Miami girl, Florida girl, uh, have been doing musical theater my entire life, so that's what I, I kind of led with, and, and kind of getting back into that, which, which makes me feel really good, um, feels like the roots. Soy Latina, Cuban, mm-hmm. Canadian, and Italian, and- yeah, is- <laughs> so yeah, it's, First of all, that's something that I love to lead with too within our industry. But I'm sure we'll get we'll get to more of that. But yes, I have been doing this. I don't know like my my whole life as a kid, like talent shows. My mom actually sang for Gloria Stefan and the Miami Sound Machine. Oh my so, god! Yeah, fun fact. She was on tour with them for a little bit until my, yeah, my, my abuela snatched her up and also life kind of progressed for her from there. Like a family, starting a family young and all of that. So I, I've always had singing in my background and in the roots. And, um, you know, I, I, uh, graduated from university of Florida with the liberal arts major and you know, I had some gigs lined up for me after that, uh, with traveling and touring. But um, essentially at the end of the day, I just decided to do LA uh, rather than New York city. (laughs) Cause at that time I feel like there was a very, there was a very distinct, you know, it was very black and white as far as if you wanted to do film and television and if you wanted to do theater. Now the the lines are kind of blurred, I feel like, but, yeah, I was I I was finishing up a tour, a musical theater tour, and it was actually for a children's company too. I was like half doing a show in San Francisco that was just live there, and then I was doing a children's touring company, and we were doing once, like um, once into the woods, hairspray. And so since I finished in NorCal, I was like, I think I just want to go down to LA and see how it is blossoming and what what this will do do for my journey. Did Are we still, do you want me to still continue the journey? Yeah, <laughs> please. <laughs> it's, all that it's crazy that all of these things are coming to me, but yes, so from there, it's a journey. From there, uh, once I decided to move down, I also had a cousin down here. So she um, really led me into a, a path of meeting my agent and, and doing that whole process. But I was first looking in things like backstage, Remember that magazine, <laughs> or that oh. like online subscription and actors' access and stuff. And I ended up getting a Zumba commercial with Miss Blanca Valdez casting.
2: Whoa! And- I so- know
1: Blanca, yeah. and she's the- that's the home girl. Hey Blanca, what's up? Hi
2: <laughs> oh, Blanca.
1: Right, all of us. Hey Blanca. <laughs> <laughs> so, so then I got the call from her of East High on Hulu. And she Wow! Got just a very specific phone call because I was already SAG eligible from the Zumba commercial that she cast she um, cast me and I booked that for my agency. But he was very specific and was like, "Yo, there is a show and there is a role for you, and I need you to come in and be prepared." <laughs> so she was really looking out. That was that was really what opened the doors for me. East Los High on Hulu, and then the rest is history. Just you know, parts and and movies and co stars and guest stars and now Absolutely. developing my own stuff.
2: I feel like the power of relationship is so is like a super valuable lesson that I've been learning as uh, the more time I spent here in Los Angeles. So how did you know, I understand Islas High came from Blanca, but how did the opportunities for Greece and the answer to my prayer come up after
1: Yeah. Yeah. Oh my goodness. So much in between there. So a couple different managers in between there, a couple different agents in between there. But I would say for Greece, what what an opportunity to like it will always be in my heart and in my I know I I just pray, let's all you know, pray and put good good juju and good energy la energia buenísimo pa eso porque you know, we're in strange times and the show the the show did get cancelled on Paramount. So hopefully, you know, we're moving to you can you can see it on on iTunes Music, Apple, and also on um, Amazon. So we're hoping that Amazon will just run with it and continue to go with it because you can see the entire um, first season on that streaming network. But um, you know, with Greece, I think it was just really, like I said, also being so making it so important and so vital that I'm leading with being Latina. And a proud Latina at that because Kitty Faciano, she didn't. I'm trying not to curse so hard.
0: You can curse, it's okay.
1: You're right, that's
0: <laughs> right. She didn't fuck around.
1: She was like a Puerto Rican mommy in the 50s. And I think I'm getting more into my like young mom roles. And you know already, damn. (laughs) Low key, that's what I've been kind of saying. But at the same time, I'm like, I embrace it. Please, bring it on. Manifestation is real. Uh, I
0: literally, I played an 18 year old in a project, and then the next day, I had an audition for a young mom, and I was like, is that just the age range at this point? Like,
1: (laughs) uh, let's be real. Like, uh, honestly, I mean, in the play right now with Josefina, I play. She's like 18 or 19, the housemaid and, and also the Afro Latina who shows uh, Alicia Parla how to do the rumba. But, um, anyways, she, uh, my agency, I mean, CES, I'm with CESD and Brave Artist Management, and I can't express enough how they are familia. Like, I really Our can't... other
0: host on this project is also with Brave, so I'm glad she's you? not here. Yeah.
1: Oh, uh, who is it?
0: Who... Ash Patel. She's Indian. She's a model. She's with Mike, I believe.
1: Yeah. Mike. I was just going to say, Mike Gillespie is a G and he's also just so personable and so real. And he, um, he definitely made it known like Viv, let's go, let's, let's work hard and let's do this at the top of the top of pandemic. And that before we even knew that pandemic was going to happen, but stuff was still moving. I mean, 2019 to 2020. And then, um, more stuff that just shows also their not only their relationship and their camaraderie and energy, and, and um, the people who really they're just they're personable and pleasant and, and beautiful. And it's really good energy over at Brave Artists. So the people that know Mike are just like, Yeah, let me, let me see your clients, let me see what's up. Um, along with CESD, who I have my point person, Pedro.
0: I want to ask you two questions that you just touched on a little bit about sort of like the beginning and then the most recent part of your journey. Like you made a really great relationship with a casting director. I want to know, like, what did you, do you think that you did well on that job that that casting director was like, Hey, you're great. I want to bring you back and I'm going to even give you more this time.
1: Yeah, no, that's, that's an amazing question. Thank you. Because it also reminds me to be like, I'm so grateful and blessed, uh, for these opportunities. It, I think if, you know, if I'm really getting down to the core of it, it's the vibe, really how much you not only stay in contact, but how you're, how authentic and how real you can be with someone and showing them your heart. Obviously the talent comes, comes with it, but it's, it's really just being human and having that conversation with these Mm -hmm. other humans. And making it something that's not so, so robotic or, or, or just different or stoic or something that's not, I guess it's hard to use another word other than human being human and open to open to all the possibilities, knowing your worth and and also having those boundaries. I think that's now in my life, but at that time I was just like, (laughs) which is also which I think is always what I lead with is an open heart and an open mind, and I think that that led the way to a lot of opportunities. It afforded me a lot of opportunities being real.
0: The second part that I wanted to ask you is like, first of all, I know, and I promise we'll get to this, listeners. I know everyone is like, "How did she book Greece?" Like, tell us, like, how did she do that? Walk us through that. Oh, I love it. That's well, a we get there. I want to ask you a little bit, like, obviously it's amazing to book a role like that life changing. Right. But then something like it getting canceled, which is just the reality of the economy that we're in right now. Like, yeah. how do you handle that type of, you know, like devastation? I think that it is like incredibly devastating when everybody goes through cancellations, like how do you get through it? And what did it feel like for you? Well, I was going to say, which is also life changing in a different
1: kind of way you know it's an interesting time though like if it were just canceled and we weren't within a strike within a strike of a strike and you know several different personalities and things trying to um make their way to replace human souls uh you know if it wasn't in that type of interesting mode I feel like just I don't want to say attacking the 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 cancellation just addressing just addressing the cancellation of it I mean, I think for me, first and foremost, I'm spiritual, I'm a Christian, I'm God-fearing Chica, <laughs> and I'm also, I believe in our, our Lord and Savior, and I always believe, like, my path will be what it is because it's ordained by God, so first and foremost, there's that for me, my faith, and staying grounded within that, but also having that camaraderie with the cast, with the artists that I worked with, with, you know, from getting really close to our sound people, to crafties, to producers, to the showrunner, to the writers, everybody, the cast who's, who's coming up as well, because at the same time, I'm just addressing Greece. I would say, because I didn't yeah. have anything else canceled before. It really just, they everything else kind of took its, ran its, did its run, if you will. <laughs> but, but with this, it being such a mind-blowing series, from start to finish. And listen, if y'all haven't seen everything yet, you need to go to Amazon ASAP because every episode <laughs> is its own musical. I'm telling you right now. And listen, I'm in four episodes, three, dang. I'm all like, I'm in four episodes. I'm having, <laughs> i I'm, <laughs> I'm all like, kids all over the place. I was manifesting the next season. Um, no, I was in three episodes. And having said that, yes, that's part of the familia of Greece and the legacy but these you know younger ones coming up as as the um birds and the teen ladies and and the the students the high schoolers like it's it's hard because this was their really big thing from not being known, not ever doing t v or film so I think more for me, it's a very interesting, very isolated situation where I feel like motherly I feel like listen you guys are extremely talented like beyond it's just mind blowing to see the choreography and that's another thing the choreographers on it I've got really close to Jamal um really close to everybody it's just you got to keep the spirit up and and that's one of my things that I I really I think just as me the the person that I am I've always kind of taken that role in life of being like you know sorry <laughs> you don't want you interview what the? <laughs> Maybe you might have to take that part out. We'll see. It might be funny. No, being that person who wants to lift everybody up and make sure that we stay lifted, I think I've taken that role in life. But as far as myself, yeah, I think, you know, I saw a long run with Grease, especially because it's a legacy piece and it's a franchise and it being a prequel and so much more of a way to go rather than it just kind of like truncating at something and it being so diverse. Now there were so many things that were in its corner, you know, that, that it, um, uh, just positive things to continue, continue the process of this, of this series. But I think the shock and surprise of it at the very, at the very beginning was overtaken by being there for my family. For my Greece, my Greece family. So now with the fallout, you know, I just you just gotta keep going. You can't really give up in this industry. At the end of the day, if you give up, that means it's it's done. If you make that choice. So I've never made that choice. I won't. I have faith to continue this. And honestly, I I for some reason I still believe that there will be a second season and that Greece will will go on to to live. Greece is the word, y'all.
2: Breathe <laughs> is the word, and we're firm believers of manifesting too, and like using positive intention and gratitude to move forward. there It's really interesting how there's like a common thread among you know us as a team, but then also among the guests that we have, where this comes up frequently. And it's you know, I mean, for listeners the out there, no manifesting, manifesting, oh, yeah. manifesting, and using positive energy to just yeah. you know continue building. I and mean, exactly. whether it be projects or community or relationships, like it just all flows into a really beautiful frequency that we can all tap into.
1: I think, Wind. you know, uh, just to, I, I would love to piggyback off of that because I'm like, preach Alejandro. Ooh, okay. <laughs> honestly, Blue, honestly. I'm like, you are taking the words right out of my mouth. Also keeping that, yes, the manifesting and also working on your mindset. I think once you have that as a baseline in this industry, it's not, you're not really thinking like things are finished or this is it for you. You're always going to have something to build upon. So I think mindset is everything.
2: Mindset is everything. And especially when it comes to like such a devastating halt for such an important project, what were some, you, I mean, you did speak on spirituality and like focusing on um, you know higher powers, but what other tools or projects or what other things did you keep yourself busy with during that downtime?
1: Things that I'm still keeping myself busy with.
2: <laughs> okay.
1: Cause you know, you feel me, you feel me, we still kind of, kind of in it. And, um, my music, uh, is, is something very major, something else as something as well within Greece. That was very like a positive light for all of us. Even when we were not on set all the time. We would sing together, work on our music, create our own music. Just this last year, I uh, dropped my first EP. So I'm super excited about that, which is a long time coming. Like, it's crazy. So many people were like in life and in, from all the way from like a young age. I'm talking high school. Like, she is a pop star. Why? Is, I'm, I've been waiting for this. I've been waiting for your album, Vivian. And I'm like, I'm glad you've been waiting because I've been like, wondering what the inspiration is gonna to be to write about and I can wholeheartedly say like I wrote all of these words and they were very you feel me like yeah. and, and that takes a lot of your mental, a lot of your time, a lot of your spirit or your energy of what you want to put out there, how you wanna be perceived, the influences of my higher being, of God, just just really being able to reflect on moments in my life and you know, having those things manifest themselves into the tunes and the and the music that I that I created. So I would say I was already pushing and working on that before the premiere date of Rise of the Pink ladies. So I think I just, you know, I put the pedal to the metal and pushed even harder and things were revealed to me. You know, God really revealed what what I needed to do and how these doors would open as a musical artist too, as a music artist as well. So that, and now doing the play and just writing my own stuff. I think, you know, a lot of things that I write about are universal heartbreak yeah. being, <laughs> being the number one in, in that EP, you know, putting it all out there. I had gone through, it's crazy. Cause once the show had been done filming, I went through a, really hard breakup and then it, it really didn't I don't I think I mourned it for such a long time that once I started the healing process you know then I heard that we were canceled oh. <laughs> so it's just kind of like yeah it was one thing 2022 and 2023 have been really interesting because that's when we're like we're out of the pandemic you know we're doing this but you know life just be lifing and and you feel me so doing all of that i think involved a lot of a lot of things pulling at my heartstrings and making me write making me feel all the things
0: well i trust that there's gonna have been a reason for that i have no doubt (laughs) Um, but i want to jump back a little bit into talking about the many different successes you have had um throughout your acting career you've got East eastlow's high as you mentioned the rich and the ruthless the answer to my prayer what do you think that you started to do to become a regular booker? Oof. <laughs> I love that question because I'm all like a regular booker. You just that, that must like... feel good though, right? That like you can be called that, <laughs> yes, because
1: I'm all, I'm all like giving myself a hug.
0: <laughs> you,
1: <live laughs> you go, girl. <laughs> um, it's heartsome. You go, Glen Coco. <laughs> <laughs> Why, why, why do I have to be silly sometimes? I don't know. Maybe that's what keeps it going is the silliness and being lighthearted and keeping things fresh and light. A regular booker, wow. You're not the first person to people to have said that or have had that sentiment for me. And I don't think I stop to think about it. Maybe that's one of the keys to not, you know to not to, to, that's one of the keys to not stop booking. <laughs> um, and also wanting to collab with others, wanting to always be up for the challenge with my team. You know, I work a lot in voiceover as well. So yes. that to me, it's so funny because I'll hear different accents are different. This is a very, I am seeing someone right now though. And I, I don't know why this is, I'm veering off just a little. I We were speaking to someone who works with him, and he thought he was Latino. And I'm over here. He kept speaking Spanish to him. And I'm like, we walk, I'm like, hey, that's not, that's not, what Latino do you think that is?
2: Uh. This
1: is me me he's Latino. And it's definitely like a French or European accent. Oh <laughs> but he knows Spanish. The guy knows Spanish. So that for me was, you know, a save. I think being aware of, of my surroundings and always being up for the challenge of learning things and hearing new things and taking other cultures and aspects of life in, always being learned, always being awake and, and present. I know these are really interesting, maybe vague things to say, but they, I promise you, they all add up to like when the challenge comes or when you, know, you rise to the occasion. You ain't got it, you are ready, you stay ready. You don't gotta you don't gotta right. get ready. You feel me? Mm-hmm. So um I think that's probably the biggest thing for me. Um, because I've had a lot of diverse parts. Like I've had a lot of different even just in this play itself, I have I play four or five different characters. Yeah. So if you wanna see me like a little loca on stage <laughs> running around doing whatever.
2: Right. But, we 22nd, right. We got until yes, October twenty second, right? Yes, you
1: have till October twenty second and I got tickets for you guys, so we we'll, we'll get into that later. Yeah, we got I I you gotta, booked you guys for but you got to I booked you guys for a weekend but I'm all like what if they're not available?
2: I <laughs> let's,
1: let's figure out what what night what show you guys are available. But yeah, I think just staying ready
2: and being open
1: to the opportunity.
2: I understand this the the steps to become a regular booker, the mindset kind of like shift is one thing, but are there uh typical steps or um I hear you things that you do to prepare for each of these roles. I mean, even for Queen yeah. of the Roomba, it's like you're playing five different characters. Are there different strategies you implement to like really dive in when preparing? How do you go about that?
1: Business aspects, I know because this is, what a beautiful, articulate way of it. But yes, the business aspects of it, and in a sense, this is our business, you know, as, as actors is to study others and, and human behavior. So I think um, really doing that, like I don't want to give away too much. Mm, I don't want to give away anything actually, because it's right. a really, they're really <laughs> interesting uh, roles within the play. So I don't want to, I don't want to give away anything. But yeah, diving deep, doing the research, taking class. I mean, I get coachings before each of my, like before. I coached with La Gloria Lino. I hope oh, she to play oh, yeah, the opening again. She's amazing, Boricua también, and she's uh, on a horse. She's on a, uh, quite a few different things. Just so graceful and poised. But um, I get coachings before each thing. I'm not really necessarily in class um, uh, regularly, but very specific, isolated moments. I'll get like a coaching for something to um, to rise to that occasion too. And yeah, just being able to study human behavior and what it is that I'm going for. Once, you know, obviously we do that for our auditions and our callbacks, but once you have the role, like, it don't stop.
2: No. Do
1: great. Do amazing. Like, you know, above and beyond so you can offer different choices. It's it's crazy to get to this place to be able to say that kind of stuff, but having... This profession as as a regular booker, I guess I would say. I'm all, I'm all like, wait, what?
2: Right, <laughs> give yourself that hug again.
1: Again, <laughs> damn, that's all I'm on, on the bottom. This is all I was gonna say. Not like actor, singer, philanthropist, whatever. Regular booker. <laughs> and that's also to thank everybody who has been involved within my profession and career, and who have loved this ride with me. It's been such a ride and a journey. But yeah, I think. Doing your due diligence within your role is what's going to make the powers that be, you know, or even yourself have insight to casting other people or to creating your own stuff so that you don't stop.
2: Yeah.
0: Were they self-tapes for the most of the auditions? Yeah. Yeah. (laughs) I feel like things for me
1: really started picking up. I mean... The, mo- the big in-person fish that I've gotten, like the Casey Undercover, Los High. I'm trying to think of another in-person, Vanessa Del Rio. That was a whole, I had like four callbacks for that one. You know, those were like, gone are the days. You feel me? That so, I think self-tapes have really, Grease was a self-tape, Answer To My Prayer was a self-tape, Rich and the Ruthless, Tyler Perry. You know, Tyler Perry when I did All The Queen's Men. Another self tape and that was a quick turnaround. A couple of pilots that didn't really make it through. We're all we're all self tapes. And let me tell you something. I love that everybody's feeling really ready to get back in the room. It's so beautiful. That's so wonderful. I love feeling people's energy too. But I will take self tapes over anything all day, right. every day. I can invite, I can in, I can invent my environment. Mm-hmm. I can be in my chonies. <laughs>
0: Mm -hmm. (laughs) occasionally
1: i want to feel that way swat no imagine i gave that away hey y'all by the way y'all (laughs) books this is the secret (laughs) (laughs) no i was fully dressed but if you could if you if you wanted to you could like that kind of energy you can't really you can't really replace when you're comfortable and you're not like like around other people auditioning for the same thing as you you know, I'm in my own vibe, not influenced by anything or anyone else because that's just my process. It, 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 it hits different. It hits different. So yes, the, the answer is a lot of the, a lot of the, most of the work as of late have all been self-tapes.
0: And are you the type of person who likes to read with other actors for your auditions or can you read with like the wall?
1: Um, when, do you mean as a reader? Like when it.
0: you're taping an audition, let's say for Grease or for something that's like big and you're excited about, who are you depending on to read the other lines for you?
1: Okay, so you're not talking about just rehearsing it. You're talking about turning in the self-tape for it. Yeah. Um, so you, you're saying it could be like a regular other person or an actor. Because someone asked for me. you. Okay. For you. So yes, it's just okay. Someone, someone, I think if, I mean, if you're doing self-tape, some, you should always have a reader in general. Like, if you got to get your abuela, try to figure it out. Figure it out. If you got to get your little sibling who is just starting to read or like learning the lines together, you got to figure it out and just get there. Um, I learned in this process not to count on anyone, Um, really, not to rely on the reader to give you that because sometimes actors who look don't be giving you that. True. But I I mean and that comes from I, I do have to say like I'm I'm a lot of a giver so I'll like just yes man you know when you do improv or anything like that if you're coming from a place of improv or coming from a place of wanting to spice up the role maybe I'll make it a little too spicy we gotta pull back a little bit but, um, but I would say um, it's nice to have someone who knows the beats and things mm-hmm. like that and um, can groove with you like that but you know, I booked Greece with a friend who she's in the entertainment industry, but she my initial audition, I got the callback off of her. She's not an actor by any means. And I had to do it with me a few times <laughs> but but we wrapped it out. We had fun. I love when my dad will do stuff but it's an actual father role. I guess I get a little methody sometimes. Um, but yeah, i I if i can i'll choose an inspiration for who's reading with me but if not then i'll just you know internalize it and go for it with me
2: (laughs) i like that you mentioned having fun with it too because i feel like that's a super critical part of really succeeding in anything you want to do but what might be some other things that you have in your audition process that you think turns it into a booking?
1: You're so right, though, Alejandro, when you say that fun should be in anything that you're doing. Anything. It's like, why are we doing life if we're not having fun? Seriously. Wait, does that sound bleak?
2: No. <laughs> it's a,
1: it's a, just, just have fun. Just have fun. <laughs> Rock it
2: out. You know, you mentioned having fun. That seemed like a really important piece of your audition process. I'm wondering, are there other things that maybe other actors can keep in mind when they're either preparing for the audition tape or yeah. um, you know, executing it?
1: I think you're able to have more fun if you're prepared. You know, being off book is essential for me. I feel like some people could just go in cold and, and that's fine, maybe maybe for them. But, but for me specifically, I feel like when I'm off book and when I've been doing my research on this role, and when I feel human about it, I can have more fun and play. And sometimes we don't get that much time. I get it. Sometimes we don't have that time, but try your, do your due diligence and try as hard as you can just to like, what is the preparation for me? That's going to make me like have an idea or a choice that'll, that'll throw that that'll throw them casting off. You know what I mean? i be like, Oh, okay. I'm like, there's some choices. <laughs> there's some choices that I have definitely made that like, I didn't hear back from <laughs> you know what I wish she went there so so that's I would say probably being prepared being off book you know yeah those are the things that that help me I, I feel like there's nothing really it's always it's always so interesting to have actor type questions because it's also it's just human it's life mm-hmm. like really yeah. be in life and and you know, saying these words and having these discussions with people because I think that is what's going to make you feel more grounded and comfortable with yourself.
0: I love that you say that because, so I'm getting my MFA in producing right now and we've done <laughs> We've been writing our feature length scripts, and I was recently watching like a TikTok of some like actor health podcast thing, right? And they were like, This is how you break down a script, and this is how you analyze it. And like, I realized that when I was breaking this down, that I missed like part of this for my audition, blah, blah, blah. And I was thinking it like, you know, having written almost three features now, like, I don't know that I have that type of intention when I'm even writing it for an actor to then like make this whole meal out of it, you know, when they're breaking it down. And I think that that's because like, as a writer, you're just trying to make it as human as possible to send that character through the journey that we call life and whatever it is that they are particularly going for in the script. Um, Because one of the things I wanted to ask you about was like, when you say research, what do you mean by research? And like, you know, because some characters like there's not really anything that you can know about them. Like sometimes you get a breakdown and it's like, oh, nice girl, um, 18 to 20, whatever. Well, so for you- those like, breakdowns 100%. are happening, they gotta get on it with them kinds of breakdowns. Yeah. That that's, that's
1: A, not only not giving much, but also it sounds like that person is not invested and in, not as invested as they could be in their project. I'll just put that out there real quick. But I love that question. And I'm hearing you, Lauren. And first of all, felicidades on getting your MFA, you're giving me vibe, you're giving me inspiration because that's that's an amazing feat and it's something I've been, you know, rolling around in my in my thoughts as well to kind of go back to school and do some stuff too. But anyway, and now that you just said it, it also manifested that even bigger for me. I'm about to be like, which MFA?
0: program? <laughs> <laughs> I'll go on your podcast and I'll talk to you about um, getting an MFA. <laughs> <laughs> yes.
1: okay.
0: um, I know, I was just going to say, can you be your guest? my guest?
1: We got to figure that out, yeah. we should do Did I just give you guys an idea?
0: Hold on a second. Like,
1: awesome. <laughs> I, was that the vibe of us having an idea collectively?
2: That was a ding, We, we, a ding we from switch the it on the
1: host and me. yes, y'all are guests. Um, I guess yeah. No, I would say, as far as the research, I know that's a really like, that's also such a scientific word, like, let's be honest. Mm-hmm. I can only, I guess, I guess if I'm basing it off of experience, I will address the like 18 year old fun loving girl or 18 year old BIPOC, like whatever. For that kind of stuff, that's why we do what we do. I know I said they don't sound like they're invested in their project. That that kind of is like in the back of my mind. But then also my mind goes to, oh, let me have fun with this one. If you ain't saying nothing about her or them or it, let's go. This is a whole free for all for me to have some fun. 18 years old, just graduating maybe, or was she? You know, is it her? Is she like a little bit of a late bloomer, just coming into high school? Make a hobby for her, make a you know that sort of thing. But if it if it is someone like Vanessa Del Rio, I know I totally jumped into someone who is actually a real person. I mean, do we know who Vanessa Del Rio is? Do we know about this the situation? Share with our listeners. Okay, okay, yeah, <laughs> we, we can go. There we go. She's an interesting one to break. She, that's one of the characters that is one of the interesting ones to talk about. The first um, Afro-Latina adult star, adult porn star. And I watched her films. <laughs> adult film star. I mean, I, want, I had to study who she was, what she did, how she. Research the the biggest thing for me with her, and I get it, everybody could be like, I know you've been doing your research. I know you got to watch those you know, adult <laughs> films. And I'm just like, if we're looking at it a, at our profession and a professional standpoint, obviously, yes, I'm watching these films, but at the end of the day, she gives it all she's got. That's what I'm taking away from it. What I'm taking away from it is that she leaves no prisoners. She leaves no room for prisoners. Like she's, she is, anything that's in her path is just like um, a sexual, just, I don't even know how to say it. Like she's so tenacious. She's so ravenous that rather than it being someone who's like, dainty and submissive and that sort of thing. It's it's more of like the complete opposite of that. So even the way she talks, from the way she talks to the way that she walks, to the where she's from, New York, like the whole vibe of, of New York City in the 70s. You feel me? So you got to look at the era. You got to look at who was surrounding her at that time. You got to look at from how she did her own makeup and her own lips, sus labios, to why she only wore fishnets and red heels. Like all of that is so important for you to feel like this character. And then Kitty, Miss Kitty from Greece, 1950s housewife, you know, Puerto Rican, though, assimilating to the culture of Rydell High. And a lot of the people that I looked to, my tias, my my abuelas and my tias, but what it all came down to was my mother. Honestly, mm-hmm. assimilating when we moved to a white town from Miami, I'm gonna say it like that. It is what it is. At that time, mm-hmm. very white, a uh, uh, you know, affluent, affluent town outside of Orlando called Claremont. and it was a little even country. So she would not make herself invisible. Like obviously, we could never be invisible, and that's still something that I very much so and not trying to do social coding. It's coding, or is that what it's called?
0: Oh, code switching?
1: Code switching, yeah. Things like that. My, You know, at that time, early 2000s, Minty thought, like, she was still code switching and having that sort of, like, Mm -hmm. she would change when it would be, like, our white neighbors or our, you know? And she gave me a lot of life for Kitty. Like, even a lot of our family would watch. They'd be like, damn, she's like Jackie. Like, she's like her mom. What a compliment. I know. I was like... I, it just made me feel not just because of the research within real women in my life, but to take that and make it something that was in a completely different era and just in the Greece universe was, was a really cool thing, cool and fun thing for me because we're keeping it fun. But uh, yeah, I think that is the research that we do. And if you're really given nothing, then that gives you even more room to play
2: in my opinion oh my goodness yeah. loving the play but, and it's, i love this connective thread i keep saying connected thread, right what other words can i use but there's this oh, commonality, there's this commonality that i'm hearing you describe where the roles that you take on are these really vibrant sources of energy that are facing adversity um either on one level or multiple levels in their daily experiences but I am curious of the roles that you have been able to fulfill, which do you think or which few do you think have had um, a super, super positive impact in your life? If you could like choose like the top three or top one, what would those be? That's such a good
1: question. all <laughs> well, these questions are so good oh with me. I'm all like I'm all like you guys I didn't get these questions beforehand so I <laughs> low key low key but maybe high key <laughs> I'm like, oh, oh my God. no I love laptop, and like, yeah, that's what you'll get from me is 100 even a 100 which I love that um, I can be that with y'all I'm stalling for the question no I'm just kidding <laughs> uh, Kitty Paciano, number one first and foremost for sure I mean, now being in my womanhood and being in this grace of, of uh, being a girl mom, as well as mm. kitty, and also having facing the adversity that she did, uh, but also trying to navigate within the world of also having her daughters be respectful, respected and respectful. Um, because it does come to a point which I hope and pray by the grace of God we can elongate the journeys so that you see more that is to come because you know how your mind just be going about how much further you can take this, this role. Uh, but the things that I was gifted with within the first season was having that um, camaraderie with my daughters on the show, Madison, Madison. Um, Ligeras and Marissa Davila, Uh, definitely having that um, bond with them was such a special thing for me, Um, specifically that being one of the number one roles that were such a positive light and have been such a positive light in my life. So definitely Kitty. Mm -hmm. I'm Mm -hmm. going to put Vanessa in there too. Vanessa Del Rio has... (laughs) Had me become even more, again, womanhood, female empowerment, standing up and not giving a fuck.
2: I'm like,
0: I'm
1: scared to say fuck. I like said it Don't so lightly. <laughs> so lightly instead of like going for it, not giving up. No, simply <laughs> like kicking in the door, saying like, I am woman, hear me roar. Yo soy Latina. I'm going to pull these hoops out and go off. Like just you know, devouring that whole script and it being about how powerful Vanessa is and was. She's still with us by the great, you're amazing Vanessa, I can't wait. We follow each other, hey girl. Mm. Um, And and still to this day, she roots everybody on. She roots on uh, every woman trying to do it, really like standing up for who we are and not putting, you know, that bystander on us. Like, bystander, right? Not, put, not putting that, Not putting that. Um, I guess title on being a man or a woman and what we can do, and it goes down to like everything from equal pay to the careers that we choose, and not double standard. Not putting a double standard on the fact that she wanted to be an adult film star. She, you know, she's asked. She was asked all the time, "Why'd you do this? Like, were you low on money? Were you like down on your luck? Like that sort of thing." She's like, "I did this because I love sex." <laughs> and this is what I do. And I just want to be this powerful essence and show other women that they can do this because I because she loves herself and her body and, and what she can do with it.
2: Were you what about- a beautiful precursor to OnlyFans. I mean, <laughs> we have a whole generation of people now digging into that. Where are like, yeah. <laughs> that's a really
1: precursor. Kind of- <laughs> and that's the thing. It wasn't as um accessible, you know?
2: Yeah.
1: And and you know, body positivity is all. Everything falls under it, and it doesn't have to just be sexual. It's, right. it's definitely a loud, loud message in a sense and an essence of of being confident. Just a confident, a confident woman. Um, so those two confident women. Um, and then I'm gonna have to put my girl Philly in there too. My girl Philly. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's another weird thing about me. When I be, if I wash myself, if I do. <laughs> We'll get to that maybe as well. I'll watch it like once and then be like, okay, I'm good. (laughs) Um, No, but uh, if I do watch anything, I'll just be like, ooh, she bad. What's she doing? (laughs) Like like, it just is a total different – I compartmentalize it and I'm like kind of observed from the outside. It's an interesting thing. But Philly, you know, as a girl, I would say getting into adulthood, getting into becoming a young woman – And coming of age and giving all of her girlfriends advice on sex or even though she haven't she maybe maybe she was fake it to make it but she was still Mm -hmm. confident in not giving it up so easy not um you know being one of my hashtags one of the hashtags that was made for me was hashtag elh Billy keeps it 100. so i was Mm -hmm. just like i guess if that's what they're getting from this that's amazing to me because that's, that's such a big dynamic message to give to younger, uh, younger crowds, women and men, you know, young girls and boys alike, um, also just gender fluid, gender neutral. Everyone at the end of the day can take a message of just making sure that we see ourselves as someone in this world rather than being told what to do and how to live. And I know it's hard when you're raised a certain way and it all comes from, from where you come from. But I think, actually I know that was one of the few shows that really um, gave high schoolers and kids and, and anyone who could get their hands on it, no matter what demographic, maybe you're in your 20s or 30s and you're, you're still struggling with that sort of notion that I don't know if I can be who I really want to be. That show was it. You know, and Tiriberta um, Rodriguez, her whole last name was someone that I still look up to. You feel me like has a, every everyone has a little part of Viv, And and I truly um, I liked uh, I loved playing that, the positivity. With that
0: was actually something I wanted to comment on what you said, because. I think it's so beautiful the way you look around within yourself, but also to the people in your life and bring them to your characters, particularly like bringing your mom to Kitty. I think that that's like, you know, why diversity is also just so important in the film industry to give a voice to people who, you know, otherwise wouldn't be seen on screen. I think that that's the most beautiful thing about some of your work. Thank you. Another thing is that like when you talk about, you know, how you first booked East Los High. Now you're on Greece. You're talking about, like, going through a cancellation. You've lived a life in this industry in the almost decade that you've been in L.A. And, like, you know, you've gone through some hard times, but you've gone through some roles that people, like, could only dream about booking. What sustains you in this industry? What makes you, like, keep getting up again? And what makes you keep auditioning?
1: Well. Wow. People in interviews like this?
0: No, <laughs> so, uh, that's,
1: that's a really beautiful question. Um, I sound like Paloma. You see the play. She's amazing. She goes, No me provoquen. No me provoquen. Uh-huh. <laughs> okay. I'm about, to, about to get into it, but ah, mama, my loves, you got to love it. You got to love it. You got to love what you're doing and your passion, or else it, it might not get you up. Out of the bed to keep doing this every day. And, and um, oof. <laughs> thank you for, for, for um, having this question on the table because I'm now reflecting. And it's, it's not easy. You know, there are plenty of times I felt like, what else can I do to continue sustaining myself? And usually that's when something breaks through, I will say. And I know a lot of people say that and it could be cliche, but it's been my experience and I can really only talk about my experience, but I, I believe, truly believe that. And, and I have a beautiful support system. I mean, my family, I'm obsessed. I'm obsessed with my parents and who they are and how they continue to support and keep me laughing. My brother, my sister, now my nephews, my nieces, like, just seeing that light, by the grace of God, I have that in my life. And I pray I will have my, my own little unit more <laughs> sooner than later. Uh, but yeah, family, family really keeps me going. Um, and like I said, my spirituality too. I feel like this isn't it for me, you know, and, and having lived this life within the industry. There has definitely, there definitely, I, we can't all say that it's sunshine and roses and freaking, no. I, almost said,
0: I almost said bell peppers. Oh, yeah. Oh, sunshine and, and bell
1: peppers.
0: Well, bell peppers.
1: Sunshine okay. and roses and bell peppers, mommy. <laughs> <laughs> Maybe I'm hungry. I want some stuffed bell peppers right now. Really um, damn, I really, I just, my mouth just, my, I just, yeah. We're
2: really, 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 so. doing
1: the most. What is that right now? Anyways.
2: We live for the it's not all
1: roses and bell peppers <laughs> it
0: never is it never is <laughs> so uh,
1: it's not all sunshine and joy in, and you know I think that I definitely uh, put that out a lot that's what that's my message that's my um what's say tagline That's that's my vibe for sure is has has been joyful. But, you know, even we, we, we see those dark times. And I think when I lean on the support system that I have, or I stay lifted and stay reading and stay, uh, I didn't even touch upon this. I'm a yogi. I also teach, mm. So that was just something I wanted to do, leave the country and, and learn that for myself. So I seek out these things that are going to keep me lifted. And we have to take the initiative to do that. So...
2: I think all of that bundled into one. Beautiful. That's into so beautiful. Thank oh, you. Just, let's get into the regulars. Yeah. Since you have, well, you're a yogi. You, yeah. are doing, you have busy weekends. I'm sure <laughs> you know, with theater work. But, you know, during the week when you have downtime or even during your busy times, what are yeah. some things that you put into your morning routine or healthy habits that what are they live by, by that? Like, let just need to like try and tap into
1: what a good segue. I wasn't even planning on like into that. <laughs> yeah, um, yoga for sure. I mean, wait, I that's I I, I will honestly say that's why I can, like giggle about giggle, like giggle a little bit about it, but I this is what I say all the time. If you're not doing yoga, what are you doing? Like you're putting so many more years on your life, first of all. And I know we want to live forever like J-Lo. But <laughs> it just you know, putting that and implementing that and you don't have to start and finish your day. Like I'm not listen, I, I, I won't I won't sit here and say that I do my yoga every day, but when I do untouchable. Like I'll walk back out into the world and I'm like ah, what? Honking traffic?
2: Uh, who? <laughs> Don't affect a
1: obnoxious person? Good luck. Good luck. <laughs> Not being seen or heard? Oof. You're bad. You're bad. <laughs> yeah. So, so many, anything that could come at you, I can combat it with having just a, being on a vibe of compassion, of yeah. good energy, and sweating, and working out, and, and really getting physical with it. So I definitely... Do a meditation every morning. That I can't not do. I'm on. Okay. I, I'm on Insight Timer. You too. You like to meditate?
0: Huge meditator. Uh, Need it.
1: And you know, I never used to. I when people would say that, I would just be like, you would just be doing this and sitting there. By yourself <laughs> and you, it would all be quiet. There's several methods of meditation, so choose what's right for you. I'm on an app called Insight Timer. I don't know if you two have heard of it. I love it. Um, and it. Gives me something every day. I can even choose a topic that I'm feeling that day. So that and working out. It's it's interesting because I don't really. I say working out, but it gives you this notion of the gym, and I really don't be like picking up weights and putting them down. I, I don't. Mm-hmm. That's not like the workout for me. I'll be in dance class. I'll be at Saturday nights vocal warm up. Singing is a workout for me, but hot yoga is probably my number one. Like if you look at any of my stories, you're gonna see some sort of hot yo. She's at hot
0: eight every day. Yeah. Love hot eight, first,
1: a hot eight. And I know this is listen. This is free advertisement, <laughs> but we'll be doing a body good. So, um, you know, you see change, and then when you see changes in your body, the way you're breathing, how healthy you are, it, it lifts you up. You can't help but look at yourself in the mirror and be like, okay, you look good. <laughs> And have, and just have that extra pep in your step. So, um, definitely that I like to keep drinking water all day. I do. I do have caffeine here, here and there, Uh, but, um, uh, drinking your water, minding your business and (laughs) staying, staying worked out and physical. Um, yeah, those are things that I, I live by that I can't, that I can't not have on my list of essentials.
2: I love it. So you've mentioned things that help you stay grounded and centered, but please tell us about the funniest, the wildest, most intriguing or inspiring DM that you've ever received that's completely thrown you off course.
1: (laughs) (laughs) I mean, when I saw that and I was thinking about that, I was like, there's too many.
2: <laughs> oh, okay
1: well Love well, like, well, that no and I don't mean that I just like it it's it just is so funny what people come up with sometimes like you know what I mean I can't let me think I mean a lot of it like yeah it's funny to me I can't it's it's y'all know who you are you weirdo <laughs> I would say it has to do with yoga sometimes like. Like, I know, I know, like I'm trying to figure out exactly how he worded it, but something slid up in the DMs and was like, that downward dog is a must. Why don't you back it up? Like,
0: oh yes, God.
1: like oh something God. crazy sexual about it, but, and something so essential and spiritual in my life and making it like that for him. I was like, you know what? You can go somewhere with that, but also live your life, whatever. Like that's not affecting my aura. Or I like, yeah. I, if, that's, if that's the way you choose to continue your journey, go right ahead. I'll delete it right away. But I just was so, it was like, why don't you downward? I don't even know what it actually said, but it had to do with a downward dog. And how it was, I don't know giving him, like, I don't want even want to say turning him, I want to say, like, changing his work, changing his life.
0: The way the internet can, like, turn something so innocent and, like, meaningful into something like that never ceases to amaze me. It's
1: crazy how it doesn't affect me in a sense, like, I had to pull that idea out of my head. It doesn't It's like when you're rising above, when you're vibrating mm-hmm. so high, you look at something like that and you're just like, that's the way you cho- you're choosing to, to, to slide up in my DMs and articulate yourself. Yeah. You know? <laughs> I don't know. Uh. So something like that. I know. Alejandro's so grossed out and he's so <laughs> over it. But that <laughs> is one of my... I can't even like say exactly what it said, but it was something to do with my downward dog. You know what? That also makes me think my form is great.
2: Hey. I love that. We got to always turn something into a positive. Oh, uh, happy. Happy.
1: Oh, My positive. downward dog form is
0: great. Yes.
2: You're welcome. Was, I'm I'm we to You're welcome. <laughs>
0: okay. Well, I think that we have a more positive DM of the week this yeah. week than that one. Yeah. Not that it's that much harder to do than have a positive form. But anyway. <laughs> so the DM of the week asked what your favorite role has been. But I'm going to change it because I feel like you kind of answered that question. So I am going to throw you a curveball and ask you, when your EP comes out, what would be the most iconic venue for you to play at and why?
2: Mm, Yes. (laughs) I'm
1: obsessed. And (laughs) here's the thing, though. Whoever created that DM, I'm so grateful. (laughs) I'm hoping that you slipping it up, they're probably like, but I want her to answer. I'm all like, I answered it for (laughs) y'all. (laughs)
0: She <laughs> said, "Yeah, I gave you three
1: of them. No, thought I, yeah. I do. I uh, so grateful for this question because my music is so near and dear to me, Lauren and Alejandro, and I love that you're putting some spotlight on it. Okay." So my EP, actually, you can find it now on Apple Music and on Spotify. Mm-hmm. Uh, so it's dropped. It drops on my father's birthday, actually. I did that for a mm-hmm. specific reason. And the single, my first single, dropped on Valentine's, and it was a breakup song. So <laughs>
0: I was very
1: specific this year about what I was doing. Um, you know, I was able to sing a bit of it at the Whiskey, The whiskey, mm-hmm. a bit of my, my single, um, which I was very grateful for uh, for having that opportunity, uh, which is also an iconic venue, which I'm grateful to be on that stage. But um, to do a full kind of release of more just featuring my my EP,
0: and it could be anywhere.
1: Uh, you know what, babe? There's so uh, there's so many iconic venues in LA in in, in Hollywood, and in, whew, okay, uh, if I were to just. Because I'm thinking for me, I'm like, I'm ready to do something small first, like the hotel cafe or ca- a hotel cafe. Uh, but if I'm thinking, let, let's go big, honey. Let's go-, go big. Yeah. Yeah. Why don't I just say it? Hollywood Bowl.
2: Yes. Yeah. How is
1: that? Hollywood Bowl. Bowl. I will be performing yeah. Viv. That's what it's called. It's a self-titled album. At the Hollywood Bowl, whether it be for opening up for Alicia Keys. Look at me. Look at me. Yeah.
0: This is the way you should be thinking.
1: Brandy yeah. Carlisle opening up for the vibe of her, of SZA. I'm like, women, please listen to me right now. I got y'all. A new Lauren Hill coming out. No, I I love a good outdoor venue, and Hollywood Bowl is the way to do it.
2: Take us, Take us to the boat. We will meet you there.
1: Oh, you know, there might be just a couple steps before there, but the Hollywood Bowl is going to happen.
2: <laughs> that's, it. that's it. It's
1: happening. It's happening. So that. question. already
2: happening. Wait, so you said the name of the EP is Vib, but what's the name of the single that um, you were mentioning earlier?
1: Cruel, actually. Ooh. I know, Ooh. right? Now you really okay. hear it all. I have, so there's four songs. Four is my favorite number. My niece makes a little cameo on my on the intro song um, called "Little Girl." You and I won't be friends. Cruel and se siente Bien. It ends with a nice little R and B Latin song.
2: I live. I'm so excited. You can find it on Apple and Spotify. That's yes. right. Yes, okay. yes. Okay, and then tell us where else can we stay updated on all your work, either social media or websites, anything? Please, please, please uh, tell us.
1: All the things at Viva (laughs) Living, at at Viva Living on all the things, and I do want to say a lot of what I do receive from the fans or just supporters or lovely people has always been lovely and positive and beautiful, and I'm so grateful for those things because that's another thing that keeps that keeps me going because I know that it, it it what we're doing, what we do as artists, affects others lives to to do the same thing so thank you yeah. thank you so much but on on all platforms i think i'm on everything <laughs> but i haven't i need to keep up with my twitter do y'all tweet no okay. no
0: no yeah but- i'm only on instagram and i'm
1: not on tiktok okay you and I, lauren we must be
0: millennials yeah <laughs> yeah <laughs>
1: well, I, I just can't get into that tiktok
0: No, no, not for me. Plus, like, it's just not good for my mental health to be like too spread out, you know, just pick one. And I I have, a I have a timer set that I can only be on it for 10 minutes a day. You better believe that I'm hitting that like, you know, uh, what is it like ignore timer for the day, ignore timer for one minute, but still it's on there. You're
1: hitting it. No, I love it. I think that that is so smart. And it's a perfect goal. And it's ambitious to be like, I got to do other things with my day. Um but I love that. I'm right,
2: I'm taking notes. I TikTok. I mean I still have my TikTok up. Um but I started it mainly to do like book excerpts. Um Ooh. it started with like authors that we've had on the podcast. But you know, going back to manifesting, going back to you know just kind of like keeping those vibrations up mm-hmm. and positive. I think it's so fascinating, and I shared this with you when we met at Nosotros, but
1: okay.
2: I have been obsessed with the name Vivian for <laughs> ever, since, ever since I started like coming to the idea of like, okay, maybe I can have children of my own. But before Aww. that, I was working on a book where it was like a few short stories, and for some reason Viv was the name of the protagonist. And it's like, it started the as the adventures of Viv. It's still kind of like in the works and in the back <laughs> Don't take off that we are having this conversation, that we met at nosotros and that we are here today. So this gift of a conversation that you have shared with us, I am eternally grateful for. And I just wish you the best of luck in all your endeavors. And I'm so excited to see you shine on stage at Queen yes. at Casa 101. Yes. I'm so, just, thank you. Thank you, thank you, thank you. You are oh. such a bright light.
1: speechless yes. ah, and also awesome. <laughs> Way more emotional than I thought I was going to get on this. this week. <laughs> what? I want to hear about your book, and I want to be inspired by it, too. That's Oh, my gosh. You have my heart, and uh, I love you guys. I love that we did this. I love that you love you time for me and all the chaos in the world.
0: <laughs> It was worth it. Awesome. It was worth all the chaos. Yeah, <laughs> both
1: ways, the feeling is completely mutual, and we gonna roll out the red carpet when you come to the Queen of the Roomba. Uh, just let me know. We'll be talking about it when you guys are ready to ready to grace me with your presence. Aww. Okay. All right. Well,
0: we are so grateful for you being here. Thank you so much for coming on and taking the time. Thank
1: you both so much. Love this. Love you. Blah.
0: All right, everybody. Well, thank you so much for listening to another episode of Damsels in the DMs.
2: We are always ready for your DMs, your letters, your voicemails, your positive reviews, your questions, anything that helps us meet your needs in terms of what you want to learn, who you want to hear from, and what kind of tips you're looking for, whether you're seeking to grow creatively or professionally.
0: Absolutely. All right, everybody. Well, it's been another episode of Damsel's in the DMs.
2: Until next time.
0: It's going down in the DMs. Mm -hmm. Bye. DMs, DMs. Yeah, we see
2: them.
0: Yeah, we read them. DMs, DMs. We don't need them. We just leave them. Please. Yeah. It's going down in the DMs. Bye.